Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. <laughs> you like to do it, though. Yeah. It's like, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. You sure as shit you are. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the theme music. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of the prizes. Oh, ba da da da. That's it. Da da da. Da da da. That's it, right? Da 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 da. You sure that's not Charlie's Angels? Is that chips? They're all running together. No, it's the prices, right? I think that is the prices, right? Wow, you're good. I should have been on name that tune. Remember that show? Oh, I crushed that show. That's how Kathy Lee Gifford got started. Oh, yeah. She was the name that tune lady. Way to go, Kathy. Okay. All right. Should we get you some, some Latter-day Lesbian whatnot? Podcast. Mm-hmm. What'd you do last week, Mary? Anything good? Fun? Interesting? Uh, Well, this weekend was fun. This oh past gosh, weekend. This was a great weekend. Yeah. Tell me your highlights. Go. Well, it was a matter of trying to pace myself, really, because I had a friend that was celebrating a birthday. I think it was this big 4-0. Uh-huh. He decided to hit, like, 20 or so bars mm-hmm. in Old Town Alexandria. He wanted to go bar hopping. Yep. that's That takes all day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, we got there about 4.30. No. No, we got there later than 530. that. 5.30? 5.30. And we went to a bar that was ahead of where they were were so we could just chill for a minute because we were meeting up with some friends. Yeah, well, there were some fans. Yeah. Actually. So, Jesse from Houston... Hi, Jesse from Houston. Hi, Jesse. Um, we love you. That was super fun. And your really super hot straight friend, um, <laughs> Natalie. Yes, Natalie. She was fun too. <laughs> we had a great time. We, By the way, if anyone's coming into town, we would love to meet you. Yeah, for Just sure. don't all come at once because um, that's a lot. <laughs> but if you stagger it. Which we did because we did. then later in the evening we hung out with Kat and Rachel. Oh my gosh, they were so fun. Yeah. So Kat is from my hometown. Oh, right. And Rachel, but you guys didn't know each other. We did not. She's quite a bit younger than me. Um, we met her girlfriend, Rachel. Super fun. This was a fun, fun night of drinking and meeting new people and having things in common and bar hopping. Yeah. yeah. Old Town is fun. It's a fun place. Super fun. Yeah, I like that place a lot. Yeah. Also, Sherna and Steph met us out as well. Mm-hmm, Super mm-hmm. fun. So they got to meet. It's fun combining groups. Like your old town friends are your friends that you knew way before we met. Right. And then there's the crossover of Sherna and her girlfriend who were my friends who live here. One of them anyway. Right. And is now your friend. And then new friends that we had never met before. Oh we now gosh. met and they got to meet your old friends. I just love people. People can be so fun. <laughs> you love the peoples? People who need people. <laughs> Are we just going to sing this entire episode? We might. I feel a little, a little songy tonight. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Maybe. <A little> sing songy. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. That was a good time. What else did we do? Baseball game? Went to two baseball games. Oh, we did. We went to a shit baseball game from Philip. <laughs> uh, that was the game I posted the video of him just on his knees on third base, just mm-hmm. sort of doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and then we went and watched Simon play, which was super exciting. Well, they were down by 10. Yeah, and then they were they... down by 10 in the first inning. Yeah. And then they came back and won. Won 12 to 11. Yes. That was such a... I wish everyone could have won because it was so fun. I, it was sad that in either team had to lose because everyone played That's so hard. That's how it goes. I know. So I'm glad that our team won. Mm-hmm. Simon was so excited. He didn't get to pitch because he was actually on a four-day mandatory rest because he had pitched so much the week before. But he did amazingly at first base. And at batting, yeah, a couple of key key RBIs. So, and that was so fun having you there, and Trisha, my sweet friend. Oh yeah, we from out of town, she right. was there with us. Brent was there. Sabrina was there. It was just fun. Sabrina is your kid. Nope, Sabrina, that was not there. It was uh, she Cassidy was and Philip. Yeah, yes. Correct. You know, I lose track of them all. Me too. There's a lot. <laughs> They're my kids, and I lose track of them. So anyway, it was a really good day. It was fun. And uh, our and friend Trisha did not go bar hopping with us. She stayed home and and caught up on Game of Thrones. She did. And uh, I don't know. Is everybody caught up? Because what? Well, Game of Thrones. Oh, should we discuss? I just I don't like, <laughs> and I'm sure this discussion has gone on. So we'll spend 45 seconds on this and then get into our stuff. I just feel like the last season, they just strayed from who the characters were for the most part, and I didn't like it. So it was hard for me to be excited about the last episode because I knew that what I wanted to happen wasn't going to happen because my characters had already changed so much from who I had grown to love. 
mm-hmm. over the course of the show. Um, so, I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't what I had hoped. Well, who changed besides Daenerys? Well, Daenerys was my favorite. And so for her to go from being my favorite to killing women and children in the course of like 36 minutes was just, they, they didn't have an, they didn't set it up well enough to to have it be believable that she would turn that wicked so quickly. Yeah. I could see them making it happen in like seven episodes, showing little things to make her a little bit crazier. And, mm-hmm. and they tried to sort of explain it in the finale, but I don't know. It wasn't, and it wasn't enough for me. I don't know. And well, then it all the, felt rushed. It did feel very rushed. And then the very end, Tyrion's like in handcuffs and the, the dude is like, don't talk. And then suddenly he's giving this long speech about what should happen and everyone's listening. It just... I don't know. I'm going to make then, it up in my mind of how it should have been. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, poor Jon Snow just always gets the shaft. Did you get that he left with the wildlings? Did he leave, leave? Yeah. Okay. That's what Brent was saying. Because huh. we were discussing it. I'm like, yeah, then poor Jon gets stuck at the wall. He goes, no, nah, he took off to live with the wildlings. Huh. Okay. Like, yeah, okay. That's what's where he found his but first love. But it's still love. cold AF up there. Yeah, but he's not stuck on a wall. The wall's broken down anyway. Yeah, what are they watching for? Like p- pigeons flying <laughs> yeah, in and out? it's got a big hole in it. I know. And yeah, anyway. I know. And the weird thing when the dragon flew away with um, Daenerys, Daenerys and, his, and claw. his claw, it was, just, it was just sort of cheesy. That was cheesy. <laughs> the way it like kind of picked her up, sort of. It yeah. was like weird CGI or something. It was. And then when the dragon <laughs> burned down the Iron Throne, I'm like how all of a sudden the dragon has like the sense and the the intelligence the to realize this was the problem. Everything. It's like, well, if you had that much intelligence, you could have just not burned the shit out of the town. Mm-hmm. You could have been like, hey, Daenerys, let's not yeah, do this. You he know, could have, the dragon could have flown oh, and burned up Cersei. Better than that, Bran could have warged in the, into the damn dragon and prevented all that from happening. Bran doesn't do shit. Well, now he's always like, let me find the dragon because he's going to warg and find him. But and it's then like, what? he could have done that. I don't know. And then what? What's the dragon good for now? He's just going to go eat a bunch of sheep. <laughs> I don't know. There's like five people left in the world. He's just going to go eat them. I don't know. He needed to get into the dragon's brain like three days previous. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's what he You know what done. was wrong with him? He's smoking too much weed that day. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> but now he's king. Oh, shit. Spoilers. Uh, Should we have done a big uh, disclaimer? If you are that far behind, then you know what? Well, basically, you can't turn on social media without getting spoils. That's true. Spoilers anyway, so. Sorry. Should we just get into it? All right. I guess we've talked about that enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We have new patrons. We're going to jump right in. Let's ready? do it. Ready? I'm ready. Sammy and Jess. Woo woo. Hi, Sammy and Jess. Uh, Linda S. Yes. Linda is someone that I know. I know. Oh, yeah. Mary's got friends. Thank you, Linda S. <laughs> I've got friends. Vanessa M. I have known Vanessa M. for years, and I love that we've kept in touch Okay, for this long. Very cool. Second to last one, Zoe J. Okay. I have a feeling Zoe J's got a cool story. I wanna, you think? You know, I do. I Just do. because her name is Zoe? Mm-hmm. Huh. And then the last one is Elizabeth G. And I would say her whole last name, but there's no way that I could fucking pronounce it. So Well, and we're not doing that anyway. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Okay. It's G and a bunch of vowels. <laughs> like eight or nine of them. And I, there might be like an L in there, too. Or a silent E. Okay. okay. Or sometimes Y. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making myself laugh. Anyway, Are seriously, you? guys, thank you for joining us. Someone's laughing. At least. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're laughing. Seriously, guys, thank you for joining us on Patreon. We appreciate all of your support. We just released another after show, and it's a good one. So check that out. Says you. Says me. Says you. You were in it, too. I think Domino, a.k.a. Lil Bit, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Bitsky. Mm-hmm. Licked my arm right off. Like the skin on it my arm so is a little funny. raw. I think that you said something about him being neurotic. And then suddenly he's in the camera and he's licking your arm for like minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just had to watch it and laugh. I think he would lick me for, and anyone really. It's not just me. Mm-mm. Or the couch. Whatever. Or the rug. He would just lick that nonstop um, mm-hmm. probably for just hours on end. Unless you stopped him. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're patrons and you are checking out the after show episode nine... Is that it or eight? I think it was eight men in eight suits. Men in suits. Um, watch it through the first time and crack up and laugh, and then watch to watch it through again and just watch Domino. Are you overselling? Nope. This after show, I liked it a lot. <laughs> My tattoos Maybe, look amazing. Uh huh. Maybe you just really crack yourself up. Okay, let me try again. <laughs> so we put out another after show. It's like whatevs. <laughs> okay, moving on. Is that better? It's so much better. <laughs> um, speaking of one week from when this podcast comes out. Well, I haven't said my thing. 
What's your thing? Well, I thank all the patrons. And then I say, if you would like to support this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash Latter-day Lesbian to sign up. I love it. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. I jumped ahead because I'm so excited. Are, are you? I want to talk about I can pride. Tell. In one week from today, we will be in Utah for yeah. pride. Wow. Where did the time go? I know. I'm so I am so excited. I'm nervous, but mostly excited. We've been talking about this a long time. Oh yeah. But I wanted to share an extra special announcement. So get your pens out, get your paper, or just be prepared to write it down. Like rewind it. <laughs> Or just commit it to memory. Commit it to memory. Scratch it into your arm with a razor. No, no, don't do that. We'll get Bitsky to lick it into your arm. (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) All right, Friday, May 31st, we are having a meet and greet Mm -hmm. in Salt Lake City from 6 p.m. until 8.30 p.m. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Well, we have somewhere to be. Maybe 8.45, but <laughs> okay. we're going to try to get there by 6. We are going to be at Sunstone recording a podcast before then, but I'm pretty sure we'll be done. But we will be at The Sun Trap, T-R-A-P-P. It's uh, on their website. It says it's a lively gay bar and dance club serving beer in mason jars in a modest space with a pool table and a patio. They had me at beer and mason jars. Right. Mm -hmm. The address is 102 South, 600 West, Salt Lake City. Okay. And so that is uh, what date again? Friday, the 31st. Okay, May 31st, Friday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 6 p.m. at the Sun Trap for a meet and greet. Okay. Come and meet us and say hi, 102 South, 600 West in Salt Lake City. That sounds fun. Everyone come. We want to give everyone hugs. We want to just chat and have a few drinks. And we have some fun rainbow bracelets that say Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. Yes. By the way, coming to the meet and greet does not get you out of your responsibility to come see us at our booth at the festival, <laughs> which will be that f- Saturday and Sunday. Correct. We don't know where the booth is going to be yet. I don't know how this all works. We're just sort of winging it. Never done it before. But yeah. we'll try to get on um, Facebook and announce where we're at uh, when, when it's all going down. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. Wait, I have a correction to make. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of, I do a talky talk. <laughs> Are you talkity talkerton? Correction from last week. I miss said when I announced one of the patrons, I said, um, Tim, the little factory. Uh-huh. He messaged me and said, um, I'm actually Tim, the little factory foreman. Oh, he's the foreman he's of the, the little foreman factory. foreman of the little factory. <laughs> okay. So sorry, Tim. Got it All right, right now. Glad we could correct that. So glad. All right. We've got a foam pod. We've got a new segment. We've got... Um, oh, yeah. The new segment. Do you want, you want to do the foam pod first? What do you want I, to do? I don't know. What do you this want to do? This is the foam pod first because the new segment will lead us into what we want to chat about. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, don't you have to say... Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Okay, Mary, my dear. Yes, darling. What's the foam pod? The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today is... Mm-hmm. Nourish and strengthen. Oh, God. I hate these expressions. This feels like the whole marrow and the bones, hearts of the sinew. What is it? Marrow and the bones, strength, strength in the sinews. And the loins. Jesus, what kind of. I thought strength was strength in the loins. Strength in the loins and in the sinews. And in the sinews. Yeah, it's a twofer. Okay, so what is, what is the one today again? Nourish and strengthen. Nourish and strengthen. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's some stupid temple thing you got to quote. Nourish and strengthen. No. <laughs> well, what is it? I mean, it is a stupid Mormon thing. So there's something that Mormons say when they say a prayer before a meal. Okay. Please bless this food to nourish and strengthen our bodies. It doesn't matter what the fuck the food is. You could be at a Boy Scout camping trip thing and they're about to eat s'mores that they've roasted, and they will say, please bless this food to they, nourish wait, and strengthen. They pray uh-huh. at a campsite, at a campfire over s'mores? No, like if it's your dinner. I'm just saying, s'mores before, I'm just saying before you <laughs> eat food. So like refreshments. If you, go to, if you go to some young men, young women activity, and they're going to have donuts for refreshments, and they'll always close the activity with a prayer. Mm-hmm. We're so thankful we could be here, blah, blah, blah. Please bless this food, and it will nourish and strengthen our bodies. And it's donuts. <laughs> well, I mean, is that going to magically change the donuts into something nourishing? Uh, what do you think the answer is? I'm saying I'm going to say no, unless 
God is done finding car keys for teenage girls. <laughs> he will move on to turning donuts into something nourishing. Nourishing and strengthening. Mm-hmm. Did you have to pray over meals, Mary, growing up? Yeah. Yep. Like had to? Um, not growing up because my father was an atheist and my mother was a born-again Christian. Now there's a fun time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm going to stick with your dad. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't think it was his thing to pray at the dinner table, so we never did until he died. And then we started praying at the dinner table. But it was like mostly my mother. It wasn't any kind of rote prayer. It was just, it was a thing that, you know, my mother and my sisters would sort of take turns praying. I probably got into it too at some point. Mm -hmm. But -hmm. a lot of times Christian religions will say things like, we thank thee, O Lord, for these thy goods for which we are about to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Something like that. That that's like a common. I don't know. I may have mis. I may have uh, not said it quite exactly right. No, but, I get it. Uh, that is a common prayer. A lot of times, people recite a prayer. Right. Let, what, let's unpack that a little bit. Okay. Why? Here's how we're going to unpack it. Like seriously, why? Maybe it's a gratitude thing. But why we're just grateful for our food? Why is that the only time we pray? And I actually questioned my mother-in-law about this one time. It's I'm now remembering it. And she said, it's just to get in the habit of, of praying. If you're going to pray, if you're for sure going to pray three times a day. And it's like, if I really feel like I have a relationship with God, I shouldn't have to remind myself that he's there only when food comes out. Like, oh yeah, that's right. We're thankful for the donuts. I don't know. It just, it just seems so weird. Hmm. Now that I'm looking at it from an outsider's perspective, what is the point? In your mind, go, what's the point? As an outsider, not like what Christians think the point is. Well, I think true gratitude for your life and for whatever it is, for nature or for uh, friendships, mm-hmm. is fantastic. Saying something that you've just memorized over a meal when it starts to lose its meaning, I don't, I don't know that that's really helping anything. Mm-hmm. But when you truly feel grateful mm-hmm. for the things in your life that you don't take for granted— Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be in prayer form to be significant. It doesn't have to be like, dear God, I, I thank thee for blah blah No, it could just be like, gosh, this is a beautiful day and I'm happy to be alive. Gotcha. You know what I mean? No, totally. But why do we always do it around mealtime? Um, I think people just get into the habit of it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it started with uh, the pilgrims in this country. I don't know. People have probably been praying over meals for a really long time. I see. Mm-hmm. Probably like, well, maybe it goes way, way back when people actually hunted for their food and they were sincerely thankful for the animal that gave its life, like an actual for real gratefulness, not just, I'm so grateful that I had 89 Donuts. cents for this can of peas. And yeah, you know, just like a different, <laughs> I don't know. Where the just, food was actually going to strengthen and nourish you. Right. And where, not, where, not a donut. Whereas if you didn't get the food, you might die. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're so we're so full of food and money and everything here in America that it, it just seems weird to just be grateful for all this food that we're going to probably eat half of it and the rest gets thrown away. You know what I mean? I mean, some people are in America. Not no, everybody. I'm not saying all, but as as far as countries go, we're pretty rich compared to most countries yeah. in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got off on that tangent. I was going to ask know. you and listeners, have you ever had someone give a prayer in your presence that you know was a guilt prayer? Oh, what do you mean? Example. When Brent and I were leaving the church and my parents kind of caught wind of it, um, my dad started giving these long prayers. I mean, his, da- his prayers have been long since go, but <laughs> he started focusing more about, we are so grateful for our wonderful pioneer heritage and the lives that were given so that we could have the one true gospel. Jeez. Like that, like guilt mm-hmm. shit, you know? Has your mom ever done anything like that? Like, we're so glad that no one in our family's gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a lie. Okay. <laughs> we're so glad that no one has strayed from you, God, even though, you That know. lesbian over there. <laughs> yeah. Has she ever said the word lesbian, your mom? I don't know. I don't think it would be her favorite word. <laughs> Why don't you call her and say, hey, mom, it's your favorite lesbian. What would she say? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's do it. Put it on speaker. Well, I don't think that's actually true. I don't think she has any favorite lesbians. Well, she probably likes all the other lesbians less than you. (laughs) You're still her daughter. I bet she likes me less than you since I offended her with my Jesus t-shirt. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Subject change. Okay. Moving on, Mary. Don't want to talk about it. So that was our fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. strengthen and nourish. Nourish and strengthen. strengthen. You have to say it in the correct order. Over a donut? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, you know, could have been something that you would say in the temple. 
Could have yeah, been. wouldn't be shocking. <laughs> when they have donuts. Do they eat anything in the temple? Um, they used to have cafeterias in the temple. <laughs> really? Yeah, but they don't now. They just have weird Disney movies. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing. I mean, I've only seen some stuff They're on not Disney. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was just really strange and pre recorded. Yeah, what, yeah. what I saw on YouTube. Mm, yeah. Now we're going to watch an entire one one of these days and then we'll, we'll through tell. Through the veil. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't know. I still don't know why you need a separate building when you've already got a nice church. Well, because this has to be like a secrety building that no one can get into unless they that you pay your tithing. That's because Joseph Smith was a mason. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. All right. What's next? Um, should we go into our new segment? We're pretty excited about this. Yeah. So we decided that um, some... Prophets and quorum people and some leaders of the church and bishops and whatnot say some kooky shit. Kooky shit. So we're just going to talk about the weird things that they say. Uh-huh. Right? So are we ready for the new segment? <laughs> okay. It's called, He, he Said What? Is that good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think so. He Said What? Okay. That's too higher at the end. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, Let's try it again. Three. He, he Said What? what? I like that one. <laughs> All right. Today's He Said What is brought to you by our good friend Skylar of the SMRL and Critical Darkness podcast. Okay. Thanks, Skylar. This is a quote from Elder Ballard, who is a member of the Twelve Apostles. Okay. He was giving an address, a speech, a talk, whatever you want to call it, to the young single adults in the area, which are... I don't know, like age 19 to 25 or something. I don't know exactly. But, All you know, right. the, and they're not married yet. They're young and they're single and they need to be getting married, basically. And mm, he was giving they need them. To. They do. He was giving them dating and marital advice. Here's his <laughs> quote Brethren, wake up, open your eyes, and look around a little. And you beautiful girls, don't wander around looking like men. Put on a little lipstick now and then and look a little charming. It's that <laughs> simple. Oh, my God. Wow. Should we should we pick it apart? <laughs> First of all, I want to point out that he says brethren, like he's talking to them like brother, brethren, we're strong. Brethren is like a very strong word in the Mormon church, brethren. Well, and it's And he doesn't say sisters. No, it's very male. Focused. It is very male. Well, and he calls the other he calls the women girls. Yeah. Which he by the way doesn't get the right to do. I don't like when men call women girls in a condescending manner. Right. I say girls like in a fun, hey girls, you know, like a mm -hmm. fun sort of we're all one. Well, but you're allowed an, to say it because you're a woman. Yeah, and for an old man who just got done saying brethren. Are you allowed to say old? <laughs> he's old as fuck. So yeah, and old isn't like, I mean, old is, he is old. It's not an opinion. Dude is old. Hella old. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, anyway, hella old man just gets done talking to the the men in the room, calling them brethren, mm -hmm. and in the same breath he addresses the sisters, the the women in the room, as girls, brethren, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. girls. And all he says to the brethren is like, "Open your eyes, wake up, and look around a little." When it comes to dating, like all you gotta do is look around; they're out there. And he tells the girls, "You beautiful girls," which, by the way, I don't like old men referring to women as beautiful girls. It just comes across a little creepy to it me. It is creepy sounding. He says, you beautiful girls don't wander around looking like men. Mm -hmm. Like what? Like don't wear jeans? Like uh, who knows? have short I, haircuts? I, I don't have short haircuts. Don't have a package in your pants. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he meant the it's last one. <laughs> no, okay. I just I inserted that one. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's addressing the, the, the girls. He goes, and you beautiful girls don't wander around looking like men. So telling them how to dress. <laughs> Why are they wandering? <laughs> are they lost? <laughs> they must be lost, wandering around like men. And he says, put on a little lipstick now and then and look a little charming. Seriously, bro? <laughs> Fuck it off. makes me want to punch you in your old man Adam's apple. That's like... You're less than us. You're girls. We are brethren. And all the brethren need to do is just look around. If you women, you girls, mm -hmm. well, just dress nicer and wear some lipstick. Well, make sure you look nice and feminine for these boys. God, makes for, oh, for the brethren, not the boys. The part that sucked about that, that, and there's a lot of parts, you can watch the video of it. Just look up Elder Ballard lipstick. It'll come up. It's like <laughs> one minute and 11 seconds long, this clip. Oh, my God. Is that they're like laughing. The, the, the crowd oh, the is brethren. It's like uh -huh. no, everyone. It's like it's, it's accepted. That's what I hate is it's accepted. I would have loved to have seen a girl stand up and be like, man, I'm out. 
I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put on some jeans and some Clark shoes. I'm out of here. I'm going to go take <laughs> off my makeup. Like <laughs> Stuff my trousers. <laughs> stuff my trousers <laughs> and spit, you know, I don't know, be a man. I don't know. <laughs> The thing is that no one no one sees it as offensive or wrong. And I remember when this came out, um, some people, some exes or ex-Mormons or people who were leaving were talking about how rude it was and how condescending. And the Mormons were like, oh, give him a pass. He didn't mean anything by it. He's just an old man. Nah, bro, you don't get a pass. You can't have it both ways. You can't mm-hmm. have people look at you as you are close to God. You speak for God. Because the whole quorum of the 12 apostles supposedly speaks for God. I mean, the prophet is the head and he for real does. But the rest of them are... You're told that they cannot lead you astray. As a matter of fact, Elder Ballard is one of them who said, we cannot lead you astray. <sighs> so if they are on one hand saying that we can't lead you astray, we are led by God, mm-hmm. and you guys believe that bullshit, you can't then excuse their shitty behavior by saying, yeah, he's just a man. He's just an old man. It can't be both. He's either prophetic and wonderful and amazing or he's a dirty, gross old man. It can't be this sometimes and the other other times. But I would argue that this elder Ballard and the other quorum of the 12 probably think that God feels the same way they do, that women should be feminine, they should be attractive, but not too attractive. Don't show your porn shoulders. Yeah, wear lipstick, but don't show any skin. Yeah, just as long as your makeup makes you look feminine, but not like a slut. I'm sure there's a fine line in there. They don't say anything like that to the men. Nothing. No, of course not. What if What if you wear lipstick because you've been asked to by the brethren, and there are men in your war that have like lip fetishes, some weird, <laughs> you know, like you don't know what's going to turn a dude on. Uh-huh. Oh, it just makes me sick. Yeah, it, it's sickening. It's, well, again, it's like talking down to the women. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to start sounding really repetitive after a while. Well, that's just what it is. Yeah. It is it is going to be repetitive, but there will always be a new douchey thing that somebody said. <laughs> this wasn't even that old. I don't know what year it was, but it's not that old. It's not like in the 80s and shit. This is, this is a, a rather recent address given. Okay. Well, clearly, because it's like a decent quality video and it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So check check it out. On, um, discuss. Okay. Um, this made me think about, did you ever, Mary, I'm going to ask you, did you ever get in trouble with your mom for not dressing feminine enough? Was there ever a, did you have a dress yeah, code? Just snide comments about, That's nice. yeah, about if I looked too butchy, I guess. What would she say? Um, she says she doesn't remember saying this, but one time she was like, people are going to think you're my, my son, she said, or something like that one time. But she claims she doesn't remember ever saying that. Mm-hmm. 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 Of course. Yeah. This talk about dressing makes me think of Trek. And I know we've kind of broached the topic of Trek a little uh, bit. Yeah, I think maybe on an, on an episode. Do we really talk about the dress code on it? Mm-mm. So Trek is the most ridiculous thing where the youth ages, I, don't, I think they don't let them do it till the 14, till 14 through 17, they reenact the pioneer, the, the handcart pioneers trek across the West. So they go out in the middle of the desert somewhere, the mountains, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. And they have to put all their shit in a, in a handcart and they divide everyone up into families with a ma and a pa and brothers and sisters, all these families, and you have to trek. So miles a day for a few days just to get to know you what it was like. camp or something? Yeah, yeah. You sleep out under the stars or whatever, and it's supposed to be this, get you to know what it was like to be a pioneer. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so manipulative. It plays on heartstrings. It's just unnecessary, and I hate it. And the outfits. The, and that's what we're going to talk about is the outfits. So here's the dress code. Now, keep in mind, when I was a teenager and still to this day, but when I was a teenager, I hated wearing dresses. Still do. Mm, yeah, me dresses, too. skirts, they feel... I feel weak in them. I feel unequal in them. I feel awkward. I feel like I'm wearing someone else's clothes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I look like I'm wearing someone else's clothes. So I, I'm very um, self-conscious. It's just horrible. It's horrible all the way around. Yeah. And you have to wear them. So the men get to wear... This is, this is their dress code for Trek. Okay. Khaki pants, mm-hmm. which actually is what guys wear anyway. A white shirt. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be a button down the front shirt, but they don't care if you wear a white t-shirt. Oh, it could be a white t-shirt. Yeah, and suspenders. Okay. That's it. And a hat? Uh, yeah, and a hat, which of <laughs> like course the guys hat? would make it look cool, wearing a cool straw hat, and they would make it look cool, like have like one suspender on and one suspender off. Like you could still pull <laughs> off comfort and coolness, okay. right? The women, on the other hand, okay, uh-huh. you have to wear a pair of shorts. On top of that are, who is choking? Eddie, stop it. <laughs> 
criminy. So pair of shorts mm-hmm. is your bottom layer. Okay. Then you have uh, bloomers, which are going to go down bloomers. like past your what, knees. What's a bloomer exactly? I don't know. Some pioneer <laughs> shit. Petticoat. Sure. <laughs> that. Then a skirt or then a like a slip. Oh, so God. we're on layer three now. <laughs> and then a dress that must go to your ankles. Oh, that's fun to hike around in. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and then an apron on top of that. <laughs> And a blouse. Uh Like, I don't even like the word blouse. (laughs) No, it's not a great word. Mm, I hate it. I'm like, I want to wear a muscle shirt. That would be what I want to wear. Give me a blouse. Where's that butchy blouse? I think it's black and teal. So, I don't know. Teal. Whatever. (laughs) Is my plaid blouse in the laundry? (laughs) I need my plaid flannel blouse, bitches. my plaid flannel blouse. Because me and Melissa Etheridge were going on the, going on track. <laughs> Going to meet up with the Indigo Girls and Katie Lang. In our blouses. In our blouses. <laughs> Ellen will be there. I'm pretty sure none of those ladies wear a blouse. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> anyway, so then you wear the blouse. Uh-huh. And what a- does the blouse look like? Is you, well, it, here's is it all the thing. Blousey? Here's, here's another. <laughs> yes, it's, it's all blousey. You don't is get it poofy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is you make them. <laughs> oh my God, Mary's laughing at me. <laughs> Wait a minute! You had to sew this. Oh, thing? I didn't. I'm like, uh, to the nah. <laughs> Do the boys have to sew their outfits? Of course not. Boys don't sew. <laughs> But the girls, you would have these, these young women's activities where you make, you would for sure at least make the aprons. You could buy the blouse, but it had to be like some, you could have bright colors. It had to be like a fugly ass pioneer blouse. <laughs> what does it look like? Just fugly ass. Just is imagine it, fugly ass. Is it flowery or something? Sure. Just something that that's <laughs> like, like wallpaper. It's supposed to look like Little House on the Prairie type, yes, type of Yes. Lori Ingalls Wilder is wearing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, where's Manly? <laughs> I always had a little crush on him. You kind of remind me of him a little bit. That's the best compliment you've ever given me. <laughs> I mean, that's the best compliment <laughs> you've ever lady. given me, little lady. <laughs> well, so wait, you didn't you didn't sew the apron? I'm pretty sure I borrowed one because I wasn't at that point. I'm like, mm-hmm, no, I just didn't show up for the activities. But the women, for like the young women, for like a month leading up to this trek, they would be sewing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. So then, so a, a bonnet and a bonnet and a bonnet, a bonnet. Like they had, they had a, a like a, a sewing pattern for it. You, you know, to, you had to sew a bonnet. Yes, <laughs> I don't even know how to sew I a bonnet. Didn't. I can't even sew a freaking button on. That's how rebellious I am against this whole housewife shit at this point. <laughs> so a bonnet. So let's go over this again. The men get khaki pants, uh-huh. a white t-shirt, uh-huh. um, a cool pioneer hat, like a straw hat. And suspenders. Okay, what kind of sh- footwear do they have to Just wear? hiking shoes, doesn't matter. And the girls okay. can wear hiking shoes too, something comfortable. You're doing a lot of walking. So there's okay. what the, so the men, the young men basically look like they just left high school and they're so hanging So they have out. like four items they've got to wear. Yeah, it, they're wearing pants and a t-shirt. Okay. And suspenders, which are actually pretty cool. And a hat. And a hat. Okay. And then the women are shorts, mm-hmm. bloomers on top of that, uh, slip on top of that. No, Dre- the, oh yeah, that's right. This dress slip. to your ankles on top of that apron on top of the dress, <laughs> fugly blouse, and a bonnet. <laughs> Do you know how impossible it is as a young lesbian, Jesus. as a young closeted lesbian, uh-huh. how impossible it is to feel strong, capable, smart, any good thing that I wanted to feel when I was a teenager? Impossible yeah. wearing that getup. Yeah. Torturous. Oh, I'm sorry. Torture! <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I was actually a ma with Brent as the paw um, back in 90, 19, no, 2000, year 2000, pretty so sure. So I guess you couldn't have been the paw and he couldn't have been the ma. I would have crushed paw. <laughs> I would have loved to be in some khakis and a t-shirt and a, and a straw hat. Are you kidding me? Come on, bon- uh, Brent might have looked really fetching in a bonnet. He has a real small head. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows he does. Anyway, what was I gonna what I was gonna say is that I actually came across some pictures of me in this getup. <laughs> and if you lovely listeners will remind me, I will post pictures next week. But you gotta remind me. Maybe we should make it a Patreon goal. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, we'll figure that out where uh when Shelly's gonna release those 
lovely bonnet pictures. I'm telling you, if we get to 90, I'm going to release them. Okay. All right. If we can get to 90 on the day that this podcast comes out. Oh, like if they listen to this and then go run right to our Patreon page and sign up? Absolutely. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm in. Where do I sign Me up? Me too. Okay. All right. But I think I could probably look at that bonnet picture. Any- I probably have seen it. Did I, sh- I think I showed it to you. Yeah, and then I tried to forget it as soon as possible. I will re-show it to you then. Oh my God. <laughs> Yikes. You know... The Mormon church is just so sexist. You just can't get away from it. You can't. You can't, Mm-mm. no matter how you slice it. Nope. What do the young men think when, for like a month ahead of time, the young women have to go to some sewing class? Yeah, while well, they're playing basketball at young men's. Yeah. I was always so pissed because I wanted to go play basketball with the guys in the gym. I could hear the basketballs bouncing in the gym. And I'm like, dude, I want to go play ball because, by the way, I could have schooled any of those dudes. Yeah, you're good at basketball. Thank you. Um, but no, I'm in there sitting around talking about how we're going to prepare to meet our eternal companions and learning how to like cross-stitch some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I know. Why can't they make it a little more interesting for the women? Do they even the care? Girls? I don't I don't know. No. And the thing is, some of the young women's leaders want to make it better, but they don't have the funds to do so. Because are there funds that are going to the young men's programs? Yes, way more because they did scouting. And they're redoing it now. But anyway, back when I was in it, that's how it was. So anyway, we should probably pay some bills. Take a quick break. Oh, right. Break time. Okay, we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, Yeah, that Trek stuff is not joking around. Mm -mm. You know, Trek is just another reason, Shelly, (laughs) why I'm starting to think that the Mormon church is all completely fake. Yeah. This Trek business... Just another reason. Yeah. And who cares about the pioneers? Why is that so celebrated? Um, Because there were lots of pioneers. Gave their lives for the church. You don't think? It's all about keeping people in the church. Yep. Okay. But your ancestors, for the Mm -hmm. most part, were English and Scottish, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe a little Scandinavian or whatever the heck. Um, Mm -hmm. Dutch, maybe? German. I don't know. I don't know. They all came over on boats. Mm -hmm. You don't think that was risking your life? Well, that doesn't matter because what was really important was the fact that they joined the church so then I could be born under the covenant. That's so stupid. That's about the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) This church is fake, damn it. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where are we? Listener letter. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, right? This is from Alyssa. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at you, no one. Did you read ahead? Nope, I remembered. Okay. Alyssa says, hey there, Mary and Shelley. Hello, Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Thanks for writing in. I am 23, a post-Mormon, and a proud queer woman. Yes, you are. I thought that I would email you and thank you for your podcast. Well, you are so welcome. You're welcome. While I differ from you in a lot of ways, most of what you said and your experiences have resonated with me. I was lucky enough to GTFO of the Mormon Church. Get the fuck out! Last year, shortly after I came out. Though my journey out of the church started far beyond that, I thought that I would share. Okay. I was raised in a strict Mormon household. Your dad, Shelley, sounds awfully familiar to mine. I was told I was to grow up to marry a man and birth babies. Sorry about that. As you are. I always hated it, but I didn't want to disappoint my family or be an outcast in my community. I gained a testimony of Christ when I was about 16 and poured myself into the church even more than before. So I have a question about this. Hmm. I gained a testimony of Christ. How, what, like, what, did you go buy it at the corner store? Like, They're what like does that 46 mean? cents. <laughs> How do you get that? I don't know. It's so, that's a whole nother podcast episode. It's like you have this burning in your bosom. <laughs> have you not heard Jesus? that before? <laughs> Jesus burns your bosom. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your bosoms, plural. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners can't see what my gesture, my lewd gesture mm, was, about my it burning bosoms. <laughs> I liked it. That's so crazy. I don't even know where these testimonies come from. I am writing down right now for episode 28, talk about testimonies. Do you go to Amazon.com and order up some testimonies mm-hmm. of some stuff? The great thing about testimonies is the most staunch Mormon, their testimony is not any stronger than the most staunch Southern Baptist or the most staunch Jew, or the most believing Yeah, but you guys anything. Ha- you guys use that phrase to death. What? Testimony. Like, I remember we read this one listener email. It was like, I don't have a testimony of tithing. So she didn't have a it personal— It is definitely a very Mormon thing, but it just means a belief, you know? She didn't have a strong belief about tithing. Right. That's why she said, I don't have a testimony of maybe, tithing. Maybe it is a Mormon thing that says testimony. I don't know. I think so. I mean, people talk about— Okay, so there are missionaries in other religions— mm-hmm. And they talk about um, their testimony, I guess, mm-hmm. 
But it's not something they say, I've got a testimony of this and I've got a testimony of that. It's just not thrown around in the same way, I don't think. Basically, all a testimony is is warm fuzzies that you can make yourself feel okay. to make you believe that something is true. Mm-hmm. Because the warm fuzzies that the Mormon prophet's feeling when he's condemning whatever the hell it is, it's the same warm fuzzies that the Southern Baptist guy is feeling when he's condemning the Mormons. It doesn't matter. You've made this shit up. It's all bullshit. Well, and if you want to learn more about those warm fuzzies, go back and uh, listen to our heart cell episode. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what number episode that is, but it was called... I could, but mm-hmm. it's also called Heart Cell. Heart Cell. Good yeah, point. that was a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, so she gained her testimony of Christ when she was 16 and poured herself into the church even more than before. Anything to avoid the obvious, I was different and I was gay. Mm. I served an LDS mission and while I was out, suffered a lot of emotional and mental abuse from priesthood leaders and companions. Yikes. I could tell you some of the horrible and fucked up things they did to me. On my mission, I kept running into things that seemed to test my ability to keep my shelf, I guess, intact, right? And my concerns with the church boxed. I had always hated polygamy, and I hated that I had to blindly follow and avoid asking questions. Yeah, that sucks, by the way. That's amazing how some people, that bothers them, and some people think it's a blessing that they don't have to think. Isn't that great? Right. Um, I think that your religion should be able to withstand some questioning. Sure. You know? And and I think that if you ask all those questions and then you decide, you know what, I've asked the questions, I've done some research, and I really still believe in it, then hell yeah, that's the religion for you. The problem is when people study Mormonism, like truly study it, because there's so much information out there now, they have to leave. You can't stay. Yeah. You can't look into it too deeply and mm-hmm. want to stay in it. Nope. Well, especially if you're a woman. For sure. Yeah. For sure if you're a woman. Yeah. Uh, my shelf cracked as I learned more about church history mm-hmm. and information that the church kept from me. It became very unsteady when I learned about the November 2015 exclusion policy from a door contact. So That's awesome. Yeah. So basically that means she was going door to door doing her missionary thing. And somebody answered the door and told her, hey, did you know your church has this exclusion policy? Wouldn't that be great if they came and knocked on our door? God, I would love that. Oh, yeah. Come on, sit down. We're about to do a podcast. Oh, my God. Here, join us. (laughs) Join us. That would be so great. (laughs) But yeah, that is something that I wish for all of these young missionaries going out, that someone says something to them that sparks them to think, huh, I wonder if maybe it's all fake. Just something, something in there that's starting to think think it's all all fake. So that's what you do. Listeners, if there's any either Exmo or Nevermo listeners out there, when the missionaries come to your door, be nice to them. They're brainwashed and they are sad and lonely. Just play them our podcast. (laughs) Invite them in for a sandwich and a glass of lemonade and say, hey, you want to hear this podcast? No, I'm kidding. But ask them some hard questions and, and lovingly, um, maybe you can give it a think. Yeah, maybe so. Why I not? might slip a little vodka into the lemonade. I'm just yes. saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how she found out about the uh, 2015 exclusion policy was from a door contact. Okay, there you go. To stay sane and focused on my mission, I metaphorically duct taped my shelf together. I guess that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. In one of my last areas, I met a trans woman who was the first LGBTQ plus individual I had ever met, as far as she knew. I also fell in love with my companion. Isn't that interesting? So they go out in twos, generally, right? Okay. Two by two. (laughs) Go to door, because God loves Mormons and he wants some more. more. Clap. (laughs) That's my favorite part. (laughs) You got to go see Book of Mormon. It's the best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so she fell in love with her companion. When I returned home from my mission, I crumbled. I feel like this could be a whole podcast discussion about how the culture and the church are fucked up when it comes to mental health. Oh, I bet. I have some stories to tell there. I bet you do. Mm. Anyway, because of the abuse, undiagnosed PTSD, generalized anxiety, bipolar disorder, chronic pain, and honestly, a whole list of reasons, I feel broken. Oh, Alyssa, I'm sorry. It was easy for me to fade out and stop attending church. I felt no social connection, and I could no longer feel the so-called spirit. Going to meetings made me uncomfortable and alone. I immersed myself in studying the world and soon became a self-proclaimed feminist and liberal. I came out a year after I came out to myself. The first person I told was the companion I was in love with. She smiled and then came out to me. 
That's cute. Uh-huh. We have now been dating for a year. Shut the front door. Has successfully transitioned out of the church and are rebuilding our spirituality. Oh, I'd love to hear what they're doing now. Yeah. What would you suggest to two lost baby gays who are trying to find what they believe, building from literally ground zero? I'd suggest you're you're doing it. Yeah. You got out of the cult. That's the first step right you there. found each other. Mm-hmm. The yeah. world is yours. To figure it out. Yeah. There's no rush. There's no pressure. You, don't, you, you can be whatever you want, and you can be nothing if you want, as far as religion is concerned. Well, this is an interesting topic, because I definitely want to hear how people are landing mm-hmm. after not just Mormonism, but oppressive types of religions, sure. where they have felt abused, oppressed, mm-hmm. um, controlled. Yeah. And they now are like, uh-uh, I am finding freedom from that. I'm yeah. finally able to kind of claw my way out of this oppressive like rubble of dogma. Yeah. And I'm able to sort of see the sunlight for the first time and figure out what I believe in. It's got to be freeing on some level, but also scary as shit. Scary as shit. I yeah. would go scary as shit well, for me. Yeah. So this has been very difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen less anxious about it these days. It's true. Um, maybe I'm just too busy to be anxious about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe my brain just has decided to let that go, that I don't need to know that at this point. I don't know. I think also religions that are that controlling and that shitty, they tend to be the religions that the religions that when people leave, they become atheists. So it's mm. kind of funny to me. It's a little ironic that these super tight gripped religions where you have to have to have to do all the things those are the religions that produce atheists so mm-hmm. it's like they're doing the opposite yeah whereas more the um softer i guess religions when people leave them they tend to still have a belief in god and um they just don't want to do the do the dumb shit that goes along with it or i don't know at least that's what i've noticed in the ex-mormon community i've noticed that a lot that typically they are then atheists because you were taught that God is such a horrible being mm-hmm. and judgmental and vengeful and sexist and racist and a bigot that when you realize that what you've been taught is wrong, the only thing it can be is that there is no God. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listeners, write in about that. Where are you? Yeah, I definitely want to hear from people uh, where they landed or maybe they're still figuring it out. I think there's a lot of anxiety for people, especially leaving the Mormon church when all the answers are there. You've got everything figured out. Your afterlife is set as long as you play by all the rules, and uh, then you're then you're set. But when you leave that, I think the first question is, holy crap, what happens when I die? Absolutely. So my suggestion for anyone leaving that is to n- try to not concentrate so much on that. Yeah. Try to live in the moment. Every day, ask yourself, how can I demonstrate love today? Right. That to me is a spiritual feeling and a spiritual act mm-hmm. is acting in a loving way. If you just do that every single day, I think the afterlife takes care of itself personally. And I don't spend any time worrying about it. I really don't. Yes. I wish I could get there completely. I think I've been so wrapped up in doing everything else right now that I haven't had a chance to focus on it. But it is nice to not have that worry. I wonder if that changes though if you end up getting like a very serious illness or you have a child die or something where you're then faced with, oh shit, what actually happens? Yeah. I wish we could celebrate death in the way that native cultures often do. You know, believe in an afterlife though. Okay. Well, you're free to believe in that one if you want. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> we could do a little research about mm-hmm. what that entails. Mm, it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's like you can believe anything you want. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone ever completely settles on what they believe, unless you're stuck in one of these dogmatic religions where they tell you exactly what to believe. If you're left up to your own... I think some people do. They, for sure. They get it all. Like, this is what I believe. For sure, I think people do. It's awesome. Is anyone yeah. out there settled? On your belief system, like what what it is, let who's us out know. There? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, once again, if you would like to get in touch with us, which we would definitely encourage, mm-hmm. and I want to collect these stories of spirituality after Mormonism or after any religion, major yep. religion, just go to latterdaylesbian.org slash contact 
And all the ways to get in touch with us are right there on one handy page. But I didn't finish the letter. There's one little last bit. That's okay. I love you guys and thank you for your honesty and telling the brutal truth for all to hear. I hope to start my own podcast soon. Oh, right on. Yeah, you do that. Alyssa, let us know how it goes. Thanks again, a fellow Latter-day lesbian. Mm, I love those Latter-day lesbians. (laughs) There's a bunch of them out there. (laughs) There are. There are a bunch of them. That's awesome. Thank you, Alyssa. Yeah, thanks so much. I hope that you continue down your path. I love that you are now dating your old mission companion. That's hilarious. Like, seriously, that's so damn awesome. (laughs) The church set you up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's the LDS. finally uh, got something right. LDS dating service. Oh, my God. Mission dating. (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) I like it. Missionary style. Oh, Lord. Sorry. (laughs) All the puns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But um, let us know, Alyssa, where you are sort of netting out on spirituality and what that's looking like for you. It could be a process. Takes a while to figure it out. And she was young, right? Yeah. 23, maybe. I'll be 45 in a few weeks here, and I have not figured it out, so... You know, there's no rush. Mm-mm. I got, I got like another six years left in me. <laughs> At least. We hope. <laughs> We're hoping for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been a fun one. Yeah, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, don't forget we're going to be at Pride soon. I seriously can't wait to meet everyone. By the way, those of you who come to meet with us, please introduce yourself. Remind me of your name. I know I've probably had conversations with you over Messenger or whatever, but help me out by telling me your name and maybe reminding me of something that we've spoken about so we can reconnect. I would love that. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, A week after that, we're going to be, once again, as a reminder, Mm -hmm. uh, at Capital Pride in D.C. Yay. So all of our local fans and listeners. Yes. And also local fans um, in the month of June sometime. We don't have the exact date, but we're going to have a Pride party, I think. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you remember this discussion? Not in the least, but I think it's a great idea. I'll was I drinking? Uh, maybe a little bit. Oh, Lord. Well, I like it. <laughs> we'll uh, announce those details as they come together. Perfect. <laughs> Funny. God. All right. We're going to go uh, check Shelly into rehab. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next time. Oh, but remember, in the meantime, steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>